Hello everyone and welcome back to the Taiku Podcast. We are here today to talk about Cross Game. Uh, I forgot to say what episode this is, and I also don't know. I think it's 14. Uh, joining me for this mysterious episode number from Space Opera Satellite is Casey. Hi! And a regular on the Anime Nostalgia Podcast, regular-ish, Heather. Hi! And curator, creator, host of Anime Nostalgia, it's Don. <laughs> Dreamweaver, visionary. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many titles, but not a name. I said Don. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said Don very quietly. It was. The... Didn't hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you were basking in the glow of all your titles. You couldn't hear the name. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, so many." <laughs> Could they be talking about me? That's impossible. <laughs> but yes, thank you, thank you. We'll say hello, Don. Hello, Don. <laughs> Terrible. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. I didn't realize you'd become a dad, Don. <laughs> Add it to the titles. Anime dad. That's me. Dad joke maker. <laughs> Dreamweaver, dad joke maker. Yes. I am all those things. Speaking of none of those things, how do y'all like uh, cartoon baseball? <laughs> I like it when the characters have really big, goofy-looking ears and <laughs> lots of feelings and child death. Oh, uh, we're, we're, we're just burying that lead. Getting straight to Agachi. <laughs> I was going to say, I like it almost more than real baseball. I I'd definitely like... like it more than real baseball. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no, like, feelings in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> There's crying in baseball. Tom, Tom Hanks is being totally facetious when he says that. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's there's only crying in baseball if it's a dachi baseball. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, I open up a uh, cross game and I'm like, I've only seen Touch before this. I'm like, all right, who is going to die in this? Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave you waiting long, either. No. no. Yeah, yeah, Touch, you know, like, I watched the anime, I'm not familiar with the manga, but it gives you a whole, like, season, you know, with both twins intact, uh, before it, you know, you know, does it. rug out from under you. Like it do, you know. Like this, a ducky do. Yeah, th- this, uh, takes a character, takes a important character away from you within... 10 chapters of the manga, and within the first episode of the anime. So. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. like, like uh, they actually really, like, the, the anime is interesting because it, it um, only gives her that one episode, but it's still such a strong impact. And you see a lot more of her in flashbacks throughout. Yeah. Like, they, they do kind of tell you all the stuff that the 10 chapters of, or what, however many of the manga tell you, but they do it, they spread it out so you get little pieces as opposed to, like, more of it like heading off the story, but it still has the same like emotional impact, you know. Mm-hmm. Just one episode knowing this character, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe she's gone, you know. So. Yeah, and the thing about Gadachi, I think, is um, he knows that you might not be attached to the character that just died, but mm-hmm. he knows he also knows that you will be attached to the characters that lost her, 
So when uh, Waka Bug died, I wasn't very... Uh, I wasn't sad in the sense that someone died, I should be sad that way. But like when I saw uh, Ko react to her death finally, then I was like sobbing into my book. I had to close it and just like sit there for a while. Yeah. Um, talk about all the, the times that this thing made me cry. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if we want to like, do you, do you usually go through and kind of tell, uh, what the series is about first or do we just get into it? Oh yeah. I suppose that's important. I usually, <laughs> what I do is I usually forget and then someone is like, should we talk about what it's about? First? <laughs> See, he, he, I mean, he just set it up for you to do that. Sure, yeah, I can summarize it. So, Heather, what is Cross Game about? Okay, Cross Game is about... um, Oh, God, of course, I forget names of characters, though. Um, Ko is... uh, His family owns a sporting goods store, and then there is a batting cage center um, that uh, where there are four girls. There's... um, There's uh, uh, Ichi... Ichi... Ichiyo? Is that her name? Ichiyo or Ichijo? No, no, it's Ichiyo, right? Ichiyo, yeah. yeah. Ichiyo is the eldest, and then Wakaba, Alba, and Momiji. And they're four girls, and I think all of their names are, like, leaf-related. Yep. Um, Momiji, I know, is like a... Is like a... Oh, I can't remember what kind of leaf... It's like a... I want to say it's like a ginkgo leaf or something. Anyway, I don't remember. No, not ginkgo. But but they're four leaves like the clover, which becomes a symbol of the series. Exactly. Exactly. And the place is called Clover uh, Center, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, cafe. Yeah, yeah. It's a dying cage center and a cafe. So, you know, their families are linked, you know, because um, they're in the same neighborhood. And Cole and Wakaba were born on the same day in the same hospital. So they've just grown up together. Um uh, and they're, you know, he's good friends with all of them, but especially with Wakaba, they're very attached to each other. And kind of like boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, they're, you know, when they're in like fourth, fifth grade, you know, it, it just kind of assumed it's just a natural thing they, they fell into. But then there's Alba, who's the third daughter, and she doesn't like Cole because she really likes her sister and is attached to her sister. And Cole takes, um, uh, takes her sister time away from her, you know, like he, he, she always sees him as stealing, uh, her time with her sister. So they grow up not liking each other. And, uh, Wakapa goes off to a summer camp for swimming and she dies in the process of saving another child to camp. So now, you know, the second daughter of this family is gone and she's very, you know, like very nice. Everybody loved her, of course. And there's also a rivalry between Ko and um, Akaishi, um, who is uh, like kind of the tough guy of the school of of like his class and everything. He like beats anybody up, but he has a, he had a big crush on Wakaba. So his so her death really affected him as well. Um, as teenagers, the two of them kind of come together and uh, start playing baseball. Ko is actually inspired by Alba, who plays baseball, and uh, he's really impressed with her ability uh, to pitch. So he kind of, like, at a young age, decides, like, I want to be like her. I want to do something that cool. Uh, So he starts pitching, and and, um, they get into high school, and in the high school there's a a really awful coach that – 
just cares about winning. So he, he goes, you know, he strategically puts his team together and he works them really hard and he doesn't care. And, uh, you know, he doesn't care about his, his, um, about the, the team very much. He just wants to, he just has guaranteed them that they'll get to the, get to the Koshian, you know, if you go with his strategies and they beat him and uh, <laughs> try not to go beat by beat. I'm like, oh, I know this story so well. I, 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 think, <laughs> you've, I think you've hit on the stuff that really matters as far right, as the story right. goes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that this really would... It's all about this... getting to the Koshian. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. And, you know, like the ups and downs along the way. And it's also about uh, Alba and Cole and kind of their relationship and how that you know how things change and and you know develop between them. Yeah, it's as much as it's a sports series, it's not really a series about baseball, which Yeah, uh, yeah. which 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 Adachi reflexively makes fun of himself for a few times. <laughs> yeah. He makes uh, fun of himself a lot in the manga. <laughs> there there's one point where a character's in the there's there's one point where a character is in the hospital and they're they're brought a uh, baseball manga and they go oh not this one this guy never really writes about baseball <laughs> yeah that's something i didn't like when i watched the anime first and then for this for this podcast i went through and read all the manga cuz i hadn't read it before i don't only seen the anime and yeah you don't get that in the anime of course you only get that in the manga where he's like chiding himself making jokes about himself and you know like you know not keeping up with deadlines and <laughs> his characters will defend the honor of his of his um of him sometimes and his work. You know? he's, he's also a shameless peddler of whatever volume. Yeah. Just... Oh yeah, yeah. They'll have characters holding up signs that say, you it's know, like, source now. It's yeah. happening in volume three. Whatever. You can read it here. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, when you when you when you got hit in the head, oh, you mean in volume twelve in stores now? Yeah. <laughs> it's very yep. shameless. And you'll see the kids like I've seen them reading like his stuff like short program or H two or something like that. It'll be like in the background, like oh, let me read that when you're done. One character will say or something. It's it's, it's kind of cute. Really. It's fun. I like it. He's got a sense of humor. He pokes a lot of fun at himself. Yeah. But but really, over overwhelmingly, like this isn't okay since this is a sports anime podcast i guess we can we should address this just head on i as as interesting and as nicely rendered as the baseball games are they never take up as much time as sport as other sports do in other sports manga yeah it's mostly about yeah. the relationships with the people that are involved around the game and even though like ko is driving himself like really hard because he keeps thinking about wakaba and saying how she could see him like becoming uh, like yeah, the best part of it yeah part of it that we didn't say is that she had she had told before she the day were you know the last time anybody saw her was akaishi and um uh wakaba told him that she had a dream that you know it was koshian and ko was on the mound and akaishi was the catcher and albo's there somehow too like she was on the mound too or something she was like a, that. she was a center fielder i believe oh was it that okay i couldn't remember she said that she was there somehow. I just didn't remember how. So yeah, that's that's part of it as well. Is her dream is is a driving force, especially for Akaishi, because mm-hmm. he he was the last one to, of them to see her alive um, on her way to this camp. So yeah, and progressively we see that like you know she hates his guts at first, but then like every time it seems like he's doing something that's like really kind of like something that gets on her nerves or really terrible, like it ends up being something that she 
just kind of misunderstood and what he's really doing involves something like for the team or for Wakaba like uh oh there's with- the one part where this goes in with that the the one oh the part that really like when I watched the anime the first time that just like knife in my heart uh was um there is uh before they get rid of the the bad coach there's also the, the, their manager is bad and she's kind of this snotty girl and who doesn't again she doesn't care about the team she's just there to kind of ride their coattails to Koshian and kind of get famous from that being mm-hmm. the manager on the team and getting pictures and and all that kind of stuff so but there's there's one episode and it's in the manga as well where Ko is following her around all day and like yeah. carrying her bags and and just waiting on her hand and foot and like if she's you know being snotty and says no to this he's like okay well you know like he's just her every whim her every you know everything and he goes to the clover uh cafe and everything and they see him doing this like what the hell's going on is he dating her what what's going you know but it turns out that uh wakaba when they were young she had come up with a list of birthday presents because ko was so bad at buying her birthday presents like okay from here until like we're like 20 something or whatever this is what you're gonna buy me every year for christmas and one of the things on that list was like a, a teapot or something for this for this year when they were teenagers it was yeah like, it was like it was a cat teapot like yeah. a cat ear teapot a specific <laughs> one from the store and it was like the so ko has gone to buy that and apparently the the bitchy you know manager had just snuck in and bought it before him and he's like begging her like please i want that like i need that and uh that birthday list is such a huge thing yeah when when i realized Uh. that he was doing that because he was following that list and he had been buying that stuff for her for years and he keeps on like through the series like buying Mm -hmm. you know as they go a couple years forward he keeps buying stuff for and he puts and it in a like, big box that says yeah that just when, I, when that dawned uh, on me it didn't click for me at, at the very first but when i realized that that was what was going on i was like oh my god like i know oh, that's one that of my <laughs> uh, that's that's a part that i remember a lot too because it's just like oh my gosh yeah yeah and the we, whole we don't, list we don't really see him weird. buy that engagement ring though <laughs> <laughs> until they were like 20 or something i think yeah yeah i think it old. was 20 yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's really cute. Yeah, it goes it goes forward. It's like kind of pricey earrings, kind of pricey necklace, you know, and then really pricey. Earrings. Then an engagement ring. <laughs> she had a plan. <laughs> yeah, had it. Like she, she wrote like, this when she was so young too, but she had it all planned out. You're gonna get a huge baseball deal, and we're gonna live off that forever. <laughs> it's really cute because it doesn't feel like. It feels like that's something like a girl might do, or it doesn't feel too, you know, precocious or whatever. It's just it, I, I like it. I thought that was really cute, and it, it you know, I kind of want to get into that because you know, I mean, by now Adachi is kind of an older man, and this is a more modern series, and it seems like whenever romance is brought up in the context of this series, it's generally in terms of marriage. Yeah, it's very traditional. And it's in its view. Yeah. Several characters talk about marriage. Like when they talk about, they don't. T- they like they skip talking about dating somebody. And they're like, "Hey, can can we get married?" <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They just kind of skip right ahead to that. I think that's something that like you, you bring up a good point. He's like he is getting older, and one of the things I noticed when I was rereading the manga this time was how it at times it 
feels like it takes place a lot longer ago than it actually is supposed to. I was to. having that thought, like, uh, that, hey, this could be timeless, this could be any time, but there are a couple of scenes with cell phones. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, like, if you took those couple of things out, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd really be missing anything, and really, it could be set in just about any time. But it does, it doesn't feel super old to me, but it, it does have things that, like, touch also has, like, the cafe setting, and that's mm-hmm. pretty similar. And things that like- might that might it be just why it makes me like revisiting his childhood over and over again. Yeah, it's just like the general vibe of it. Maybe because of like touch and stuff. Maybe well, and his his art style has not. <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah, that's somewhere. true. It's it, gotten it, cleaner. It, oh yeah. sure, sure. I, it but, just seems know, like a lot of the, the um a lot of the the props that he uses in the in the story, like like the two alarm clocks that uh, Co has. Like yeah. they're they're old fashioned alarm clocks. Like the the exterior of the cafe looks kind of old and uh Nobody it, has alarm clocks anymore. We all use our cell phones. Right, right, exactly. Like especially like they look like so old. They're like the the old like cartoon style alarm clocks. So it's just like I guess it's those little things that make me almost think like, oh, this takes place in like maybe the late 80s or something, but then you realize, oh, they have cell phones. Oh, well then, eh. Well, and the neighborhood still has this very slow-paced, slump-sleepy town vibe where it's like Mm -hmm. nobody's using the internet or anything. They all have cell phones, but they're all outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I guess that's the the vibe that kind of makes me feel like whenever I read it, it, it feels like it's older than it really is. Well, it does, a, it does a good job. Well, it does a good job though of being a little, I think it's not that it feels old. I think that it's, it's more that it maybe feels timeless. Yeah. That it doesn't feel super hyper modern, but mm-hmm. it has this kind of, again, like it could be said in almost any time, like right. that kind of a feeling. And I think that's a really good way to do things. Like if you are like, huh, you know, there was a big thing about the anime prison school and how the Funimation dub like referenced something kind of very specific to our time period now, and it's like that's just gonna really, really date that series later. Whereas like if you don't make jokes like that, you know, then it can just, you know, it, it won't be like some kid watching it down the line and be like, what was that about? I don't get that. You know, yeah. like you just kind of don't don't make specific references to things going on in the real world. Like, you know, and then you kind of gain that, that timelessness. And I think that's kind of what he is able to do. I mean, yes, cell phones, but that, that really still, uh, there's a broad range of time where that could even be. And they're kind of flip phones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Japan likes their flip phones still. I don't know why they just, they really do. Um, But something I think, even though, like, it feels kind of like that, it kind of works, because when you think of baseball, like, you, uh, like, you automatically want to think of, like, oh, yeah, baseball, and that kind of nostalgic, fun, like, feeling, so, you know, it works for it, it's not like it's bad. Yeah, I, I think especially given just the nature of Adachi's work, and how, you know, he really likes to show the passage of time, Mm -hmm. I think... I think making it this way just shows how precious those few summers you get when you, you're, you're young really are. Oh, sure. And, you know, and again, I, I'd much prefer that he goes timeless than trying to, as an old person, like... <laughs> Try to be all hip and updated. Be, yeah, be, yeah, be hip with the kids, you know? Uh, yeah, that would that would probably not work very well. <laughs> Plus, I assume that, like, a lot of people who... who uh, 
are really big Adachi fans are probably a little older and they appreciate that too. Cause I know I do like, you know, yeah. I like it, it's the same kind of stuff you expect from him. So you're like, yeah, uh, you just want to wrap yeah. yourself in it like a big fuzzy blanket. All right. Some people I can understand like his art style is not for everyone. Some people say it looks goofy. I can see the goofiness in it, but to me it's almost like a, I don't know, like a Peanuts or a, something like that. Like, it does feel very – it is very nostalgic because, again, he hasn't really changed it. He's got a very distinct style mm-hmm. that I could see people looking at it like, oh, those ears. What's with those ears? I don't get <laughs> it. Does, he does draw his ears a little big and weird. Yeah, they are. They are big. <laughs> I don't think that comparison to Peanuts is far off. I mean, it's – yeah. Uh, it's yeah. got it's got some of that Charles Schultziness to it. That's always how I've kind of thought of it. Is it, it's like this Charles Schultz thing, but like, but if Schultz had focused more on emotional drama rather than right. one and done strips, right? Uh, right. <laughs> it's not so super you... far off in tone either uh, when you think about it. But yeah. Um, now I just want someone to draw like uh, Aoba in that style with her just going arg. And pulling the baseball away from Ko at the last second or something. <laughs> I mean, it's probably already been done. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, man. Someone look up Cross Game on Pixiv and see if it's been done. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about Alba. Like, How did you guys feel about the series' overall portrayal of her and her dream? Okay, I have been thinking about this a lot because I reading the manga, like I said, I hadn't read it before, and there was a part where I kept on, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, well, when does this character come in and they do this stuff? Like, and that didn't happen in the manga. Like, there is a character that's in the anime who is, I believe, Senda's uh, cousin, and she's a girl who plays baseball, and there was, like, a whole thing where Alba went and did these, like, kind of like some kind of tryouts that was women's baseball related. I can't remember exactly, but there was that. And she meets this girl who plays baseball. And there's this whole kind of thing that they put in with her kind of dealing with that, like being a, the, the only girl on this team, because this other girl is trying to get her to come to her school and play. And like, you could play, you could actually play in games. And, but I don't think that, I think the problem was that for one thing, that girls baseball can't go to Koshian. Like they don't have a tournament, I suppose. Um, maybe, uh, you know, like, uh, that seemed to be the feeling I got. I don't know if that's factually you know, correct or not, but, um, I was really frustrated though, because I was like, when does this character come in and they get to do some things a little bit, you know, Alba gets to do a couple things and that never happened in the manga. So I was like, oh crap, that was just an anime thing. I was like, I like the anime better. Now I want to watch the anime over again. Alba doesn't get to do anything in the manga. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating, actually. I mean, I understand that perhaps Adachi is going for that, like, well, you know, in real Japan at this time, this wouldn't have happened for women or something. But it's still, like, it, but this is manga, and you, you know, and this is... Yeah, like, I... It's really frustrating because she she's a really, like... She has such potential to be like she could do all these things. You can tell, but well, they then... keep talking about how incredible she is. But they go, but she's a woman. And yeah. There's never, there's never a time where she gets to like validate or contradict that. Yeah. Well, the other side of it though is that they do really respect her, and they really do like, you know, like like um, uh, Ko will tell people that I have a good teacher, and it's it's her. It's you know, this is her name and stuff, and. 
there was one part where he did that and then he was like they wouldn't listen to me though like he tries to give her all the credit that he can he doesn't take you know he's like this she taught me how to do this like and you know she's a big she was his inspiration he totally fully admits that he's never like oh but i gotta keep a secret because it's a girl and it might make me gay like there's never any of that like which is really good you know i mean it's it's and she is a a, a respected member of the team and when they do kind of go after her with romantic advances she always like puts them in their, in their place like we are playing baseball stop it like come on like focus on what you're doing and uh the frustrating part of it for me is that she doesn't get to play like and i feel her it's more that i feel her frustration because that's got to be so frustrating but it's, it's like why don't you go like somewhere else so you can play but i respect that that's her choice to do that like i feel like that's like she feels a loyalty to that team and she feels and it probably has a lot to do with her sister that she's trying to do this and they do she is an actual member of the team she just can't play yeah. in the actual games which is sad and they they would want her to though i mean they, yeah, because again, they, they have so much respect for her they do i mean they look at her as a girl and like oh she's so cute she's so cute but they still respect her i think though for being a really good player yeah i was gonna say everyone always compliments her on like you know she could probably outplay most of us you know right but, uh... so while they're doing the cute thing they're also like holy shit she like could kick any of our asses like <laughs> yeah. she's really good she's putting but us to shame it just never seems like she gets a moment for you know like beyond just like well she's respectable but you know she's yeah. not the main character really well but you like, do get to see her pitch a lot and i didn't i didn't feel like even in the manga that she totally took a back seat um again like i i throughout it like felt frustrated for her because like that's got to suck to see your team that you know, you, you have to live by care. And she does. And Ko is like, I know. And he actually is like, I know this is something you want to do. And it's kind of like, just you're playing through me kind of even like, and, I, and that's kind of a nice refreshing thing. Again, that he's so like amazed by this girl, by, by her and her ability. And he has so much respect for how good she is that he's, you know, just amazed by her and, and, you know, gives her such high praise. And again, is like, I'm, because he says something about that where it's like i am you know basically you can live vicariously through me like i'll i'm up there pitching for you kind of a thing i kept thinking there was going uh i kept thinking there was going to be a moment where they put her in anyway yeah like they break the rules (laughs) that's what i I kept hoping for i kept hoping that they would sneak her out no that's with like that's not that's not the japanese way i don't think for one thing yeah. But I was hoping like they they'd put her hair up in her hat and they'd be like, oh, it's this dude, like this new dude, and just like George you know. Glass. They could yeah. even make a joke about Adachi's drawings looking so similar. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, saved, I saved the um, the cover page for chapter uh, one thirty eight, which is a picture of young Alba, and it just says a long, long time ago. There was a young child with an incredibly graceful pitching form. The problem was the child was a girl. <laughs> and that's it. It's like it's yeah. yeah I, I don't I don't know. I just it's nice that everybody respects her, but it would have been even nicer if there was just a moment where she clearly shined beyond. I want a series about like two kind of. Um... What I what I want, like I guess, to avenge her or something like that, is I want a series about 
girls playing baseball in this same format by Adachi. Like, I want to say he might have even been possibly working on something like that, but I don't, I don't know, um, for sure. But, uh, I want that. I want, like, girls playing baseball with this, this passion and going to a tournament if there is a tournament for girls baseball. But there, but yeah, I think, I don't think they're trying to say that being a girl is a bad thing. I think it's, it's that she can't play in these games. I think that's more like, even though maybe that doesn't come across, I think that's more what they're trying to say with that is that it's a shame she's a girl because she can't, like, we can't let her play in the games. Like, again, I think they, I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, known that she's really, the better of like everybody she just you know so let, let's let's talk real fast about her love interests <laughs> mean, like every male character on the team yeah every man that i hate cousin oh, oh my gosh that is the creepiest thing like <gasps> yeah there was, I, i've not seen the newest like transformers movie i've only seen the first one and i just never again but there's a thing in there that i've been told about that the the mark Wahlberg's daughter has a boyfriend who's like 21 and she's like 17 or something like that like she's like almost legal but not quite and he carries around a laminated card with him that states the rules on statutory rape and how like since they're like Ah. this much age apart it's okay that is a joke he pulls that shit out and every time with his with that cousin you know he's like well the cousin's can't get married it's like you have a laminated card don't you of that japanese law that says you can marry your cousin oh it's creepy two pages i pulled from this thing because they it's such an indicative thing about what a creep this character is. Is uh, Azuma, who is the the. Uh, just... I like Azuma. Azuma's great, and I, I I like him a lot. And he's like the sort of ace batter of their crew. Yeah. Um, but he talks about how if Alba's sister marries his brother, they'll be <laughs> brother and sister-in-law. Yeah, and it's like. And, was... and, and then he says, "Can brother and sister-in-law still get married?" And Alba goes, I guess so. And then out of nowhere, this other dude comes and goes, they can. And so can cousins. Yeah. Uh. He has a stare down, and it, it's the worst. <laughs> that is so awkward and awful. Yeah, I don't like him. He, he's just he's thrown in as kind of an arbitrary, like, you know, I think rival. But yeah. he, you always know there's no chance. Like, he doesn't pose a threat at he all. He doesn't amount to anything. What? No, he doesn't. He, so, like, he used to... Sorry, what is his role in the entire series to just right, like be the weird cousin that wants to screw his cousin? Yeah. <laughs> Initially, I think it really was just that Adachi wanted to present him as like a potential romantic obstacle, yeah. and then was like, "I don't have anything to do with this character, and I'm running wow. out of space, so I'm just going yeah. to fizzle off over here." Baseball or anything. And then, oh, and, like, <laughs> this another. Was a... If this was a TV show, it would be like, you know, the the third season where, like, just this random character shows up to shake things up a little bit, and then next season he's gone. Or like when the like when the daughter in a f- Family Matters, go, the youngest daughter goes upstairs one episode and then never comes back down. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. That did happen. Same thing with uh, um, Richie Cunningham and Happy Days had an older brother, too, that disappeared. <laughs> Seriously, they're gone. But you know, if if anybody should be exiled off the island, it's creepy cousin. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't like him. But the one character, though, that we haven't mentioned yet is a very another very important one, especially when it comes to emotions and feelings and all that kind of stuff, and that's Akane. Yeah, can oh ghosts get older? <laughs> yeah, Akane is a girl that, she's a new girl in the neighborhood, moving in right next door to Ko, and she looks just like... Uh, she looks just like Wakaba if Wakaba had made it to be a teenager. Which is funny because, like, of course she looks just like Wakaba because all of his <laughs> But uh, all of his characters period look the same. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Akane is, her um, family owns a soba noodle restaurant and she's sickly. So they kind of throw in some scares about will she, won't she make it through the surgery and stuff. But, you know, she will. But she's an artist, and it's 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 this interesting thing. Uh, you know, she causes kind of a rift in, in, you know, between Cole and Alba, like, kind of trouble for them. Because it's like, well, now Wakaba's kind of come back to you. So, you know, it's like, well, but, you know, Wakaba was more than her looks. Like, it's more than just that. She's not Wakaba. Like, yes, yeah, she looks like her. And Akane takes it really well, like... You know, like, people being so surprised by her looks, like, like, uh, Alba's father, um, you know, like, he kind of has, he kind of has to take a moment every time he sees her, like, he, it freaks him out a little bit, because the blitz is so strong, but she takes it in stride, like, she's really, really nice about it, and she asks about Wakaba, and, you know, wants to know, and has, you know, she goes to see her, her, you know, uh, grave, and all that. And it seems like I, the one thing I really liked about Akane, like she kind of feels a little empty and like not her own person. Like she just kind of feels like she's just there and doesn't really have much of a personality. But because I like Akaishi so much, I kind of like that they were hinting at the two of them being a couple sometime in the future. Because Akaishi was, he's interested in her, obviously, because he, he felt really strongly about Wakaba as well. Mm-hmm. But he, he, keeps on like kind of sacrificing himself so that Ko can get closer to her because he thinks that's what they both want but Akane like obviously likes Akaishi like she does have um, a fondness for him but he's never willing to acknowledge that because he's like well I'm never going to be the one that gets the girl that's just yeah which is is kind of sad because Akaishi is a a good guy it's just that people Akaishi's actually my favorite character in this. Yeah, no, I like him too. He's just drawn he's like really Mr. great. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's not a handsome guy, but you know. Yeah. But, and initially, when you meet him, he's like presented as like a schoolyard bully. Right, mm-hmm. right. But you know, it's just that he's he's the bully with a heart of gold. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's the he's the redeemed bully, basically. Right. Later but on, even es- though, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, especially when. Akaishi is later presented as like knowing that Wakaba always liked Ko better, mm-hmm. and him and him being okay with that because he made yeah. Wakaba smile. Yeah, even though, even though it broke his heart, he's totally okay with it because Ko made her happier than he could have. Yeah. Oh. So I'm glad in that way that Akane exists because uh, you know because again, like I said, I really like Akaishi, but she kind of doesn't really serve I mean, she serves a purpose for sure and uh like there's a point to her but she i don't feel like she gets to have her own personality her own 
you know, he kind of gives her traits like, oh, she's an artist, you know, like some things like that. But she kind of just feels like she's. I don't she's know. Not a, she's not a completely realized character, right? Yeah, because she she wasn't there she's long just enough. There to smile and very be very polite, and 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 I think she it I think it was also meant in a way to to kind of act as a device for um, Ko and uh, Aoba. Right, exactly. she's more of a, a like plot element or something. Yeah. I don't know, like than a, than a character. And again, it's not it's not to say that she's a bad character it's not to no. say that she's not like you don't feel for her or something it's just she's she's just kind of know it's like okay you're putting this kind of character in there and know exactly what you're trying to do yeah this you is know, more for plot development than it is right. for this, you exist else. more for everyone else than yeah you know so i'll be i'll be honest i kind of find it weird like it yeah i i don't know if you were a person all these people were in love with just because you looked like a kid that died. Yeah, see, yeah. that's yeah. Like I said, like I, I kind of have a problem with her not like. She's not weird about that at all. She's like she right. takes it so in stride. Right. She's, she's like, oh well, she must have been really great. Never mind that all of her old boyfriends want me. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, she. Yeah, it's, like, it's like it's like how Cyclops always dates women that look like Jean Grey after Jean died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you'd have to have a real like serious conversation like look, okay, I understand I look a lot like her. I that's fine, but I am my own person. But I think that they kind of I want to say they kind of try to respect that, but they I don't know. It's it's that's what one thing that's really frustrating with that character is that you know, she looks so much like yeah, but it's a totally different person. You know this is a different person. Stop but projecting it, this woman onto her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she, but, she like said, she's, so such, well. she's such she's such an empty vessel that of course just yeah. go ahead and project Wakaba on me. Yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, all right, I guess. Mm. Yeah. My character <laughs> is that I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick, <laughs> and, and I artist, like to. Don't hate. forget, she's an artist. Yeah, that's true. She's really good at drawing people. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but I do love it. I. I have to say, I like, like I said, I, I think I like the anime better because, again, there was there was a kind of side story, a B plot or something with Alba, where you know she did get to meet some other girls that play baseball and things like that, and I was really disappointed that there wasn't anything like that in the manga. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they were able to sort of come up with something to make her a little bit more. Like, uh, just just like have something for her to do, you know? Because like I really love the manga, but I I do agree that that sounds way better. Like I wish I had been able to see the anime now because yeah. that sounds like it would be so much better. It's a more to, satisfying arc. Yeah, yeah, that they could yeah. that they could see like, well, you know what this needs more Aoba. Let's build upon that. Right. Like I like I said, I want. I want a series about just girls, you know, with the same kind of strive and determination and all that and, kind of stuff. And knowledge. Like, Alva is, like, so knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, here, I just I just kind of looked at it real quick and I was able to find uh, – there's, like, just looking through in, like, episode 36 of the anime, you know, to women's baseball, question mark, exclamation mark. And it's the day of Alva's tryout for the women's national team. And, uh, you know, like, um, Ko and Azuma see her off at the train station during the journey. Midori 
Matsuyama and Kojima tell her that her play during Satomi's match with Oka a year ago inspired Satomi to win the girls' high school championship. At the tryouts, the Satomi players point out Shimano from Ryo, uh, who looks and plays like her cousin from the boys' team. So it's, oh, Shimano from Ryo, that's whose cousin. I was like, I knew she was somebody's cousin. I thought it was Senda's cousin, who's another teammate. And uh, he's a funny guy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, that's it, it. There's other female characters and they, you know, like it's so it's frustrating because it's, it's not a main plot of the story, but it fits in with everything. And it does give her more to do. And it does show women playing baseball and it, oh, it shows that she can be doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah. I think they actually mentioned that in the manga. But they don't actually. Right, yeah. They don't go there and they don't do show anything. It. Yeah. yeah. It's very off. It's very off screen, and where like that was when she got hurt, and so she couldn't go further with the tryouts because. And I think it does play in with that in the, the I want to say it plays in like that in the anime as well, except they do actually show her doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. So. That makes sense. Um, but yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about we we kind of touched on this in the beginning of the episode, but. I, I think if there is a strength to the emotions of the story, it's how well it's how well Adachi depicts grieving. Yeah, uh, yeah. These are these are very haunted people. I mean, they're and and I think the thing that he does so excellently with the death of Wakaba is that it's it's such a sudden event and it's depicted off you know off panel. And it's just something overheard on the news during, like, a lazy Sunday where you're chugging milk out of a carton, you know? Right. It's, like, I, I think everybody at some point in their life loses somebody in that way, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Gonna, it it kind of blindsides you on an otherwise lazy nothing day. You know, it, it's, it's not a hugely dramatic event. It's just something that dramatically impacts you for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, and the this this series does really well at that, and it, especially because you know, as you said, as we said, she keeps being a driving force. But there's there's lots of ways that Adachi depicts that beyond people just talking about her all the time. And people talk about her a lot, but there's yes. so many there's so many symbolic items of her and little totems that, that like will just be shown in a silent panel real fast or yeah, right. as a and reminder. It shows like she she didn't have a very long life, but. She had such a strong impact on all of these people because, you know, even though she wouldn't matter to everyone, like Akane doesn't know who she is, you know, that you know, she had such a big impact on those around her. Not that she was even super special. Like, I mean, she was they they didn't see her as being like, I mean, they liked her. Sure. But it wasn't like she was you know always great to everybody around her. It's like they don't they don't quite like make her out to be like that, like some perfect no, she mattered to these few people, but she mattered right. a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. As and anybody would, you know, that you lost like that. So yeah, and the ripples can basically just still be felt. Like the, the shock hasn't completely dispersed yet. It's still, you know, it, there's still bumps that happen, and you can feel it. And these characters do like a great. They're written in such a way where it's very believable. Like, I mean, rereading it this time around. Like, it made me think of, um, there was some, somebody that I lost, like, not too long ago, and, um, I found out about it in, like, such an offhand way, like, 
you know, I didn't see it happen. I wasn't there. And then you just get like informed that it happened while you're doing some something in your everyday life. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And then like just randomly you're reminded of that person sometimes. And so like there were parts of this manga where I'd be crying and it would have nothing to do with what was going on. But I could understand that feeling. Yeah, and it's, it, that, it's that subtle depiction being just yes, like it's in life. Exactly. And I was just like, oh man, like, it, it's just written, like, in a way where I'm just like, Adachi, who died <laughs> yeah. in your life? Did you yeah. Who did you lose? Well, and I, I like, he's super subtle about it. I mean, he never, yeah. he never hitting you in the face with these emotions over, you know, like, he, he's, it's never a big, it is a punch, but it's it's this subtle punch that you didn't see coming. I mean, he yeah. he does a really good job of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like of sus- uh, and of sustaining it without making you fed up with them bringing up her memory. Right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're using her death as an excuse for things. They're using it as an they're using her memory as an inspiration to be better and mm-hmm. to be the things that she saw in them. Yeah, because she saw the good in, like, these people that we see, and they don't always exactly feel like they're living up to Wakapa's standards, so they're like, oh, shit, like, I gotta I gotta work on this. And... Well, it's interesting, too, like, the passage of time and how, like, you know, that they, such so much time goes by that her youngest sister is, you know, Momiji is the same age as Wakaba was when she died, so it's like, that's all kind of weird and kind of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and she's actually surpassing her and, and what that means. And it, you know, like, again, like how it affects like each person a little bit differently and personally, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed that passage of time aspect as well. And like the seasons seem to move. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're teenagers forever. It's like, no, it like, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely covers three years of high school and, you know, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I get tired of the ones that just go on and on forever and like, okay, this is like the fifth time these high schoolers have gone through Christmas. Like, <laughs> man, they keep no getting come back a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the natural flow the the flow of time seems very natural. Uh, you see natural sort of growth in these characters, and it doesn't feel like it's rushed or forced. It, it feels very organic. Definitely. So, so I appreciate that too. Like, it, it would have been weird if they stayed like just in one grade for a long time. <laughs> um, this being a sports podcast, I wanted to ask you, Corey. Like, how did you? Because, because I, I mean, I am a I'm a novice baseball fan. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, you know, I've. Yeah, exactly. I, I've only followed for a couple seasons, but like I, I know you—you you are a kind of a sports guru, which is why you're doing a show like this. So, how did you feel about the depiction of baseball in the series? Uh, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. We've been talking for, you know, however long now, and we haven't really talked about baseball at all. Yeah, we talked about all the feelings. <laughs> Everything but baseball. <laughs> because Agachi's manga are like these are about. These are about characters caring about baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you can tell, like, throughout his thing, like, he has a definite thing that he writes about. He likes to write about baseball, but the guy knows a lot, and it never feels like 
to me, you know, like having experienced touch and having experienced cross game, like the baseball doesn't feel like it's like you're wrapping a story around baseball, you know, like it's a vessel. It feels very organic. It feels like this goes together really well. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not a fan of sports. I'm not a fan. Well, if you twist my arm and I got to go watch a a sport, like an actual sport in person, I'd, I'd probably choose hockey or baseball. Um, cause I think those are the more interesting ones for you to watch. Um, but what I do get sad about is that real baseball doesn't have all these feelings in the drama <laughs> and stuff for me. For, for others, it probably does, but not for you, me. You have to follow all season to see it. You have to follow <laughs> the story and the frustration. And that's what, right. the, that's what like all sports manga do, but especially these because you're attached to the characters. Because right. in, most, in most baseball or in most sports stories, like Ace of Diamonds, that is games separated by not games. <laughs> like, they'll have one episode where it's the days in between the games, and then they'll do, like, six episodes of the one game. Whereas Cross Game, it seemed like it was one or two episodes of game, and then five episodes of the days in between the games. Yeah, the the, the anime, again, like, I, I feel like had more of the playing. They didn't stretch the games over a ton of episodes, but I feel like it did give a little bit more time to that. And um, I also feel like I felt more like <sighs> baseball is, you know, it's a sport. So, like, you see people play it and it's in motion. So it makes more sense to see it animated. Like, actually, I mean, like, Adachi's great and he does do motion and things move and it's it's great. But I think it being animated really helps that. It's like when you have, like, like Nondame Cantabile and, and series like that where, like, you're dealing with music and specific music, like, it helps so much for that to be animated so you can hear the music. And it's the same thing, I think, with baseball where it's, like, you need to see them running and doing these things, like, because otherwise, like, I can't follow it as well in the manga. Like, okay, this person's doing, okay. Like, I need, I. it's much more exciting, too, to see, like, the ball actually being hit and work, you know, things like True. that. Mm-hmm. It it does lend itself way better to animation. Right. I mean, he is really good at drawing the, just the exact pose that like you see in those kinds of games. Right. Like, and his, his art has ton of movement in it. Yeah. Flows in it, you know, but, and, but any sort of actiony thing is going to look way better animated. Yeah. Right. And to answer your question, Casey, I apologize. Um, <laughs> the I believe much more in the sports and cross game than I get in touch because I come from Major League Baseball where you have to throw more than a fastball, but Toxia really doesn't throw more than a fastball. <laughs> and I don't know if I could believe that. But then by the end of the manga, or end of the cross game manga, uh, Ko was throwing like 98, 99 miles an hour fastball, which is one, ridiculous. But two, he was also throwing <laughs> breaking balls, which Alba taught him. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. makes it a lot more believable. And then, like, I'm also learning things with uh, the shortstop. I forget his name. Um, Nakanishi? Was that the other, the other big guy? or No, the guy who used to be a pitcher but was kind of terrible. Uh, Senda? Yes. Senda. Yes. With him, I'm learning, like, if you choke up on the back, you'll get to the ball faster because there's less back to swing and <laughs> and guys yeah. who have a strong arm but not a strong enough arm to play short stub because they have to throw across the field to 
Yeah, he definitely knows, like, he, you can tell he definitely cares about baseball. And, you know, some people, like, I, I can understand why some people would be turned off by his stuff, too, because it's like, oh, well, he only writes about the same thing. But it's like, this is somebody who obviously, like, there's there's a difference between, like, you know, I don't know, just lazily doing the same thing and, like, having one thing that you're really good at and keep doing that and do keep bettering it, you know? And I think, I feel like that's more what he does, like. yeah. He has a very, again, like, and I, the, the stories feel organic with the baseball. It doesn't feel like a story wrapped around, you know, like baseball is shoved in there. Um, so yeah, yeah I, it, it never feels tacked on with his stories. Right. They, they always feel like he, he sat and really thought about like, okay, baseball is involved somehow, but <laughs> and he wants to, another he wants story to, that right, I want to tell. He wants to portray it as realistically as he can i think with the with manga i mean granted there's little things that are probably not so realistic but i think he really wants to portray his love of the game and be true to it mm-hmm. yeah you can you can really tell his love of the the game just like radiates off the pages especially when he gets to draw something that's like really cool going on in the game or like a really good like a really good pitch or a really good swing or something like that it just feels really satisfying when you see that kind of stuff and like you can tell he really really loves it the single yeah, panel I... where you just see the miles per hour of or i guess kilometers per hour of how fast that pitch was yeah <laughs> and then everyone's shocked face yeah. it was like oh, it's great <laughs> I, I agree that this stuff typically lends itself better to animation but i'd also say that like i think adachi shows a lot of strength as a visual storyteller in this and there's a few mm-hmm. There's a few scenes I can think of in particular. Like, I really enjoyed. There's a chapter called Eleven Fourteen, and it's just a single moment in the game. And you know, time distillation is one of those really silly things. That's you know, there's one of those endearingly laughable things that we always make fun of in sports manga, where you know, where a guy can be doing one jump shot for three episodes. But, <laughs> but in the, in the case of this manga, it's just it really is just one pivotal moment in the game, and. It's just every, it's just sort of every moment kind of drawn out. There's The dialogue is kept really sparse. It's just about capturing all the movement and momentum of, of this particular moment and then ending it with a panel that is just a, a watch, a Seiko watch hitting 1115. Mm-hmm. And the next chapter is called 1115 and it picks up and time like seems to speed back up again. Yeah. it's that That is a really good chapter. It, it's a great way to, to show just how much is actually going on at a game at any given moment, which is always, like, a really cool feeling when you think about it. Like, that's one of the things that I always like about, like, actually going to, like, a real baseball game. Like, you know, just being around, like, all those people and, like, everyone's doing stuff and and you just look around and, like, at any given moment, there's, like, 50 different things going on and it's just really exciting. And I think... And I think he portrayed that feeling really, really well. Yeah, and and I think that's Adachi's other key strength. It's that he doesn't necessarily feel the need to put dialogue where a meaningful look will do. Yeah. Yeah, he's really, really good with that, with just the subtlety, again, um, of not... Again, he doesn't spell it all out for you. You know, he doesn't need to. He He's very, very subtle. And you just pick up on those little things that the characters say and do. And, yeah, it's, yeah. 
and a, and, a, and a baseball game in this never really go. We never we're never really shown the nine innings of a game. It's just like, what are the most important parts? Give me the highlight reel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next, going back to the focus is on these characters, not the game. If you're watching mm-hmm. Ace of Diving, they're going to show you every single minute of that game. <laughs> All nine innings or into overtime. <laughs> I actually counted. Like, there's a game that I think lasts like 15 episodes that seems ridiculous but i think that's correct and uh watching it watching the episodes would take longer than if you just watched the game be played out (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that's longer than an actual baseball game (laughs) yeah i was gonna say wow that's like the longest game of baseball like ever (laughs) see it's so hard like a high school level or something yep oh man (laughs) it's so hard for me because like i have been just craving something, you know, cross game or something like that for the longest time. Like I want another baseball show or I want another, you know, thing like that. And it's like, I haven't really gone for any like Ace of Diamond or Haikyuu or Kuroko no Basuke, you know, th- stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I know that's not it. Those serve a very different purpose and they're not bad. It's just like, I, I want, I, I want, and I don't even feel like those are necessarily, it's not because like, Oh, well they're more about the sport. It's like, no, those are more about the boys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, but I want, like, the the relationships and the feelings, and that's more of what I want from, you know, like, from a sports thing. Like, I, I want the teamwork, and the, I know there is still some, you know, a lot of that in those series, but it's like, it's not the same. It's not the heart of it. Right. It's, it's how many cute boys can we cram into this thing and get all the girls to watch it and uh, I'm like no I don't need all the cute boys like come on and completely admittedly characters like Ko and Azuma do do have a ridiculous level of skill especially mm-hmm. given their ages and you know as you said 99 mile per hour ball like forget about it yeah, yeah right <laughs> But like, but but overwhelmingly, the characters in the ser- in this series aren't as like supernaturally powerful as characters in a lot of yeah. series. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah Kuroko yeah. is just insane with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel like you're watching like a shonen fighting anime when you're when right, you're like watching I, cross game. I did try. Uh, I did try the the bicycling one. Um, yeah, and I could, yeah, yeah. I tried that one and. I just, like, the main character was just so, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, he can already do these things and super-powered. And I was like, oh, such a turn-off. I was like, I am yeah. – It's but it's, it's, it's not that these things are bad. It is that they are not what I am looking for and what I want. I, again, like, if you think that you're going to, like, get me with a bunch of pretty faces and stuff, <laughs> like, it's totally, like, you're – totally barking up the wrong tree like yeah because there's there's not a ton of pretty faces in cross game i mean there's there's some but i love akaishi but he's like got that potato face like i love him i think he's great potato face adorable i i like i like azuma's like glazed over anger expression too yeah he has the eyes of a bird of prey yeah like he he's always like when he gets all squinty, you're you literally are just like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it's like a Clint Eastwood squint where he's always kind of squinting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then that there's, squint there's intensifies. His, there's there's his like basically like I guess resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> but then yes. there's the 
Then there's the death glare, though. The the she real really shit. Does. Yeah. I think that's and, a- and then you're like, oh, the shit is on now. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I kind of like him and Alba as a couple better than Ko and Alba, because Ko and Alba's bond is more like, yeah, your dead sister meant a lot to both of us. <laughs> well, I, there was some interesting stuff with that, though, where, like, you know, like, she starts to kind of feel, and she starts to kind of, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to let Kobe with Akane because you know obviously they like each other and whatever and I'm just gonna back off but like and she thinks it's because of she looks like her and all this kind of stuff and and Ko says at some point you know like uh you know if if Wakaba was still alive a bit she'd actually look more like you like and that was kind of you know again like this subtle way of him saying like you know, I like. I think that's. God. It's still kind of a little creepy, though. Yeah, a little but bit. I but I think it's, it's a weird circumstance. And more that she, more that that he's trying to reassure her that you, because know, I think Wakaba always wanted to be like her sister, and she's like, I'm not cute like her. I'm not girlish like her. I'm just, you know, like I'll just never have that. And he's trying to say that he likes her. And not again. I don't feel like it's because of the way she looks, or you know, no. whatever. But I think hey, she might have gotten a haircut someday. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who knows? Maybe she would, like, dye her hair pink and, like, you know, I don't know, shave her head and, who knows? <laughs> get facial, you know, like, get, get, you know, like a new nose or something? I don't know. And you think about stuff like that, too, and it's like, if she hadn't died, would they have, would she have still been as meaningful to them? Like, you know, like... Would, would they have just naturally split up the way people do? Yeah, that? that's that's one thing I like because that's one thing that's really interesting is is part of Alba's jealousy is her sister, but I, but at that young age you don't quite you know you're not like you don't like people like you do properly when you're, when you're older. Yeah, so like you know oh, we're boyfriend girlfriend and you know all this like that doesn't really mean anything when you're that age you're you're kind of mimicking you don't know what it means so right. like. Um, maybe even she wasn't aware of it at the time, but some like wondering like if some of her jealousy wasn't because like I like this boy too, but I can't. There's just no way at all that I can ever get in this relationship, and she wouldn't want to hurt her sister either. So there's some of that, and then um, yeah, I mean like wondering like would they, you know, like if if she had lived, would he have just would would she would those two have just drifted apart and Alba been in there anyway? Right. Right, exactly. Like, would it have been that way anywhere? Were they, you know, like maybe Cohen and, and Wakaba were like, you know, we're friends and we're we hang out, we're cool, and you know, like we've known each other since we were little, and that's great, you know, and just like that's a relationship as opposed to like, yeah, we got married and all this, you know. So there's there's all these possibilities and all these like, you know, wondering what could have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. Um, I think they both kind of liked each other for a while. It was just, you know, even in her death, Wakaba's still there. And it's not, again, that they resent that. It's just that, like, you know, they don't know how to deal with it. And Alba still has to kind of fall into that ever-popular Sundere. Yeah, I was just going to bring up, like, you know, even from that early age, they, they you see them, like, fight and tease each other, like, a lot. And I, I, I kind of hate that whole, like, oh, they they act like they hate each other they're really in love but you know that's a thing that that yeah i mean when you're when you're that young it's like oh they act like they hate each other but they really get along they just kind of you know yeah uh, and and sometimes maybe that is more like the the 
indication of a more dynamic relationship. You know, if if Wakaba and Ko were always best friends running around, never had an argument, that kind of thing, then that doesn't really, to me, spell something that's going to be necessarily long-lasting. You yeah. know, like, like they just may flatline there. Like, if you've reached that point when you're in, like, sixth grade, this may be the way you are forever. <laughs> well, it's nice to know also that someone who does really like baseball a lot uh, likes this, this series as well. Like, I always kind of wondered about that. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a uh, casual fan of baseball. Like, I have my team that I like, and I try to follow them. I don't always get to watch baseball because I'm busy, but uh, when when I yeah, (laughs) but you know I keep tabs on them, and and uh, you know I I when I was a kid, my family used to go to baseball games, and I, I remember it fondly. And then when they built a new stadium, I I was like, oh, you had to go see the new stadium, and you know, and, and I still occasionally get angry over like you know trading stuff that happens. Like Ichiro, uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta poke that wound, Corey. I Corey guess, just, like... Corey doesn't just know your team, he knows where it hurts. <laughs> yes! Uh, uh. I, I guess this might be one of those things that, like, I didn't have my dad around, you know, when I was a kid at all, so, like, my mom wasn't going to enter me to baseball, so I completely missed out on all this. And then my husband now, like... I, I feel like I kind of scored because he's a he's a car guy, so he's very he's got this encyclopedic knowledge of cars and this brain that just like he knows so much about cars. It's, it's just amazes me sometimes. But he's not a sports guy. I'm like yes, I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. But it's just a foreign thing to me. I'm like I don't you know I had a friend in high school who was really into baseball, but I never it never did anything for me. I'm I'm yeah. in a I'm in an area where we don't really have any pro sports, but I like my but my hometown uh, has like a triple A baseball and uh, hockey team, so I, you know I got to go to small games, but never anything like huge. I kind of I kind of arbitrarily picked my uh, my baseball team for the uh, for major league. I, 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 I like think that's a better way to do it. There's so many like you know, especially like if you're not if you're not in you know religion or sports. If you're not invested in those in Texas, it's kind of a lonely life sometimes. Um, well, it's also lonely when you when you're living in a place where like your home team is not the home team. <laughs> like, yeah. like people get kind of like. But angry at least you like sports. Like at least ish. Like I'm I'm not at huge least you know on what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, if, if I go somewhere and I go, go Mariners, like all the people are going to look at me like, um, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> you know, um, well, but you were also in Texas and I feel like, yeah. excuse me, what did you say is the response to most things. <laughs> to most things that I would probably say, <laughs> like <laughs> the one, I made the mistake of one time on my laundry day, I was wearing a t-shirt that it was just a throwaway t-shirt that somebody gave me once. And it said, uh, something like, uh, pirates and ninjas both agree that cowboys suck. 
And it was just something I was wearing because it was laundry day and I had to go out and I didn't realize that the cowboy suck part was written bigger than everything else. And so people were giving me death glares because they just saw cowboys suck and it was football <laughs> season and I'm in Texas and I'm like, oh shit. Well, I also thought like wearing shirts with words on them. I know. Wasn't it a bunch of guys in like boots with like stetsons on probably <laughs> no that would have been at least amusing though no, no it's, it's just... guys who their whole wardrobe consists of nothing but like college football Jersey, t-shirts and... and things like that um... i actually can't wait to i did i already i already have kind of worn it around a little bit but when i, I went to japan in march and um I one thing that I really wanted to do there, and oh, this is something really good for the podcast too. Actually, that I, I forgot about. I went, you know, when I went to Japan, one thing that I wanted to do while we were in Osaka was I wanted to go to Koshien Stadium, and we did because I was like, because of Adachi manga and stuff, <laughs> I was like, I want to go to Koshien. You made the so, pilgrimage. Exactly, I went out to the Koshien. They were. It was actually during like the the uh, one of the tournaments, the high school tournaments there. So we saw, like, some of the kids, like, the cheering teams, everything, sitting outside, like, they were getting ready to, to go in. They were having a game there, so we couldn't go into the stadium and, Aww. you know, look around or anything. But that's okay. We walked full circle around the place, Ooh. and we went to the gift shop and everything and bought bought things for the Hanshin Tigers. And, uh, <laughs> so we bought a bunch of stuff like that, and, uh, like, one, uh, one thing that we got, we uh, – my husband and I don't usually do matching things, but there were um, – these hooded sweatshirts that we both like the same design. So we got, you know, got one for me, got one for him. So now I have a Hanshin Tigers uh, hoodie sweatshirt. Nice. And, like, I want to wear that around <laughs> and, like, use the shit out of some dads around here. Like, just have like, these, like, like, what team is that? Is that? Do I hate you or not? I don't know. I don't understand. I'll probably just look at it and see Tigers and be like, that is a knockoff Detroit Tiger sweatshirt, lady. <laughs> Either that or like the the uh, the Louisiana um, LSU, because they're bigger around here, but th they'd be uh, like, that's not the right color, though. <laughs> Times so I confused. Times are so tough in Detroit. They changed their name to Hanshi. <laughs> <laughs> they they sold the rights to to some other team and they changed. Yeah. The name. <laughs> so that one other thing that I have that's actually hanging up here above me is that I got a a little washcloth thing that a little towel that's for the 87th Invitational High School baseball tournament and uh, at the Hanshin Koshin Stadium. And it has, like, I can't read all the, the kanji on it, but I know the words for, you know, high school. I know those symbols. So it's like, a, it's it's all these different names of high schools that are in the tournament all over it. So, oh, cool. yeah. So I have that. It was like, like again, it was all about the dachi stuff. As <laughs> it should be. Stadium. And oh, I actually did post a picture or something, like, on Instagram or something. I was like, I don't know what Adachi talks about. It makes it sound hard. I just took a train here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember yes. that. I do, too. That was great. <laughs> you just take the train and you, you get yeah, off practice, here. Practice, practice, nothing. It's just a train. Like, blood know. and sweat to Koshin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the blood and sweat was to pay for the train ticket. <laughs> it was a quiet train too. There's nobody on it, so there you go. <laughs> well, that's because nobody, because Adachi's convinced everybody it's impossible to get there. 
And th- there's also... He He's been terrible for the Koshi and Korism <laughs> There's also, we went to a, uh, a a mall in Osaka. I think it was at Osaka Station. And there's like a really big mall. I can't remember what it's called. But on one of their, their, uh, one of their floors, they have a small Hunching Tigers... Um, souvenir shop. And we went to there before we went to the Koshian because we weren't sure if we were going to go out to the Koshian or not. So I had bought some souvenirs there as well. <laughs> so I came back from Japan with like a, a Hanshin Tigers uh, luggage tag on my carry-on. And Aww. there were like, uh, from LAX to, to DFW, and there were like a couple of Japanese businessmen. They were like, they recognized it, so they st- you know started a conversation with us. Yeah, we were just in Osaka. I I only really like the the tigers because of their association with Lum from Urusei Yatsura. Uh That was why I picked them as my favorite Japanese team. <laughs> I'm like, if they're I, good enough for Lum, they're good enough for me. <laughs> I remember watching uh, No Reservations and Anthony Bourdain went to a Tigers game and uh, just seeing that and seeing the fans and everything, I was like, man, that's that something if I ever get to go back, I I I want to try to go. Uh, to a Hunching Tigers game. So if I, I don't see, I have, I have my, that is my one, I guess, like, I, I don't follow them though, really. I don't know much about them, about like how well they do or anything, but that is my one sports loyalty because nobody will challenge it. Really. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to run into <laughs> someone on the street who are like, Hunching Tigers. Like, no, Tokyo Sparrows or I don't know. <laughs> the SoftBank. Some, there's one that's like the SoftBank something. You know. <laughs> Is it the Tigers who are cursed by Colonel Sanders? I don't know. I can't remember. Japanese baseball I, teams have curses, too? It... <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, but, but like, uh, there's a team in Osaka. I want to say it's the Hanshin Tigers, but I don't, you know, I, I, I don't follow Japanese baseball, so. But I do know I have, this story, and it's I've the curse of the Colonel. I have heard this, and I want to say that maybe you're right, but I cannot remember. It's been but so there... long. There was a rowdy celebration after a championship game. I want to say it was in the '80s, in which they, in which the crowd grabbed a Colonel Sanders statue and threw it into the ocean. Yeah, they they threw it into the. Uh, 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 isn't it the river next to uh, where the running uh, Glico guy is? <laughs> yes, and they threw it. They threw it into oh, the river. Oh wow! And, and yeah. ever since then, they haven't been able to win a championship game. Yep. So it's like they, they keep calling it the curse of the Colonel. Yep. And, like, they've tried to placate him. They've tried to, like, pull the statue out of the river. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that! <laughs> but, like, they, they, are, they have a fear and reverence of the colonel yep. in Osaka because of this. <laughs> That's so great. I've seen pictures where fans have, like, laid snacks and, and money in front of Colonel Sanders' <laughs> statues to, before games to be like, please let us win! <laughs> Oh, oh. wants another chance. <laughs> it's oh man. Uh, oh, I'm too angry to taste this chicken. <laughs> As usual, we have gone way off topic. Yeah. That's okay. um, so, any it's, final it's thoughts on this one, guys? Yes. Closing thoughts on cross game. Oh, cross game is great, and it punches me right in the feels, and <laughs> I love it. I my one regret is that I had. 
the anime version in my queue on Hulu forever, and I never got around to watching it, and then they pulled it. Yeah, I watched I it, for it years ago. I watched it years ago, you guys. Get on it. Come on. Stop watching the monster musumes and the, the bullshit. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong crowd. Yeah. I was watching Cubra at the time, probably. It's all right. <laughs> But that's a good anime. God, you're not even trying to save it or anything. <laughs> but the the manga, like I I remember buying the manga like uh a long while back, and I think it was because Heather was actually talking about Cross Game, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that this was actually available in English, and so I it's... bought it sight unseen because I was just like, I have faith that this is gonna be good, and it was. And, and considering I... that we get those omnibus double volumes in America. Yeah. There's no really reason good. not to buy them. It's very affordable. Yeah, it, it's super affordable. Cause like with, with something like that, I was like, I know how these don't sell very well, you know? So I'm like, I think it, I feel like it's a blessing that we got anything, considering the only other Adachi manga that we've got is his short program. Like that's yeah, and they, He's got so much work, and we don't get any of it. No. And the short even... program was back at the time of Anamerica Extra, so... Yeah. yeah. They didn't even finish it. They only released two volumes, and now those are out of print. But now Kuroko's yeah. in Haikyuu and Yoopega are coming. Yeah, so, so I don't know. Maybe those do well. Manga. Yeah, maybe they do well. Maybe. <laughs> that would be Fuj- great. Fujoshi are the best thing that have ever happened. I was going to say, yeah. you're <laughs> going to have to trick the Fujoshi into reading it. Like, you're going to have to, like, you know, do oh, an Osamansen-san, like, on the cover, you know, kind of a deal. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they're all actually idols, and then you got a bunch of potato faces in there. <laughs> potato face. <laughs> I love that. I only want to read a manga full of sports potato faces. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I mean, athletes look a little bit more like that than they do, like, code for the most part sometimes. When you get a super handsome one, that's Mr. GQ, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for me, I'll just say that Adachi is an expert visual storyteller. I think that, I think Cross Game is Adachi at his most confident as in terms of just being able to like mm. craft a page uh, I, I would agree with that yeah and, uh, it's it's well worth your time I I do have some frustrations regarding the treatment of women but I really do think that that is something to do with uh, Adachi being an older Japanese gentleman of a certain generation yeah but, uh, yeah fortunately but they I, I think overwhelmingly this is well worth your reading time yeah yep. definitely. Yeah. If you can get a hold of it, yeah, get this, go out and buy this manga before it goes out of print, because, like, you know, like, we are blessed to even be able to have it for a minute, because, like, and I doubt the Viz will ever put it on DVD, because they are not very good with that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, yeah, they went to all the trouble of subtitling it, and then they never released it, which was just a major bummer. (laughs) They yeah. dubbed all of Monster and they never streamed all of it. <laughs> yep. well, they, they they streamed all of it. They just didn't release it all on DVD. I have that first box set. They never released all fast. of. They never released all of Full Moon Gosh Day. Uh, I think the list goes on uh, and on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Get topic. on it, Biz. <laughs> yeah. Read Cross Game. Watch Cross Game. Yes. Yes. I'll go buy it. All all of the Cross Games. All right. Do it. It's so good. Uh, guys, where can we find you on the internet? Casey? 
yeah, my name, uh, my, my Twitter name is Minovsky Article. Uh, you can find me on the Space Opera Satellite Podcast, where we talk about uh, the Legend of Galactic Heroes. We're trying the daunting task of <laughs> covering all of it, and eventually we'll get into other space opera shows. You can also find me on Bloodbath and Beyond, which is returning soon. And Yay. and that's a uh, action and horror movie review show I do with my good friend Bert. And uh, beyond that. I'll probably be doing guest spots and other podcasts as I can find them. Go on. Oh, well, you can listen to my podcast, uh, the Anime Nostalgia Podcast, where I talk about uh, older anime and manga and fandom pre-2000s era. Uh, you can find that at animenostalgia.blogspot.com. Uh, I also have a Tumblr, animenostalgia.tumblr.com. Uh, you can search it also uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. Very nice. Uh, I do not have a podcast or anything. I'm sometimes on Anime Nostalgia. Um, but you can find me on Twitter, uh, at CandyAppleCat. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, at CandyAppleKitty. And you can see, if you scroll back far enough, you can see some pictures from my trip to Japan. That I need to post up the rest of my pictures. I've just been really bad about it. They're all edited and ready and have been for like a month or two. <laughs> um, so eventually, eventually those will be up somewhere on the internet as well. So you could see the Krishiken with your own eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where can we find you, Corey? I am on Twitter at ImpassionateK. Podcasts on Twitter at Taiku Podcast, T A I I K U. Uh, we got a website, taikupodcast.com and Tumblr, taikupodcast.tumblr.com. Thank you guys for coming on the show, talking about cross game. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so, like, the, uh, the people across the street from me, they decorated their house way better than me, and it kind of made me mad. Um, so, <laughs> but they have those, like, those things that you buy at, like, Walmart where it's, like, an inflatable thing 
Like, like uh, an eight-foot-tall, inflatable cartoon Frankenstein or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, they look really cool at night, but then, like, during the day, they're all deflated on the lawn, so it just looks like a puddle of Frankenstein just, like, <laughs> laying across the lawn. And it's really sad. But my decorations are, like, actual decorations, and they look like decorations all fucking day. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. <laughs> Frankenstein puddles come from Frankenstorms? <laughs> Possibly. 